Hi, my name is Summer. Welcome to season one of Sexpert Talks, healing and empowerment through sexuality, pleasure, and relationships. And today we're joined by the lovely Zine LaFontaine. Zine is a sexual empowerment coach, and today she's going to talk about sexual empowerment as a path to greater connection. So welcome, Zine. So wonderful to have you. So tell us, how does sexual empowerment give us greater connection? Hmm, thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, hmm, how can I begin with that? So sexual empowerment to me has really been an amazing way to start opening up to our own connection in our body, which really translates into becoming more connected with others, with life in general. That's been my experience. That's what I've seen in clients and with um, the people that I've been working with a lot lately have been coaches and noticing how their connection, even with their clients, have improved and have opened up as a result of their own personal sexual empowerment. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. So you're also working with coaches to help them forge better connections with their clients. That's right. So I started off, um, you know, working with clients, with couples, mostly with women. I've worked with men as well. I love working with couples, but the focus has been women. As I was going through clients, I was noticing a few things happening as I was coaching them. So one of the things that was happening was that people were starting to get really empowered in their businesses. So regardless of whether or not they were coaches, they started to get more empowered and take bigger action in their businesses, which felt like uniform across the board, something that I wasn't expecting at all. And then I started noticing that a lot of the people that I was working with had done a lot of personal work and sexuality was one of their like last frontiers, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, working with coaches just really started to feel like a natural progression into, into who I wanted to work with and that's who I'm really focused on right now. And, you know, one of the reasons is that we might be um, doing, using sexuality as a path to higher consciousness, as a path to personal development for ourselves, but as coaches or anyone in the healing industry, really in wellness, then transmits that energy, that transmission to other people, to clients. And that to me is just such a, a beautiful thing. Oh, that uh, sounds so, so amazing. So how does actually that, that, how would one go about accessing that sexual energy if they've never done sexuality work before, or if they just think that it's something that it's left to the bedroom, that it has nothing to do with how they approach their business or, or their clients? How do they actually activate this? Right. Um, so starting to work with our sexuality to me is like at once opening up a can of worms, but it's also aiming towards pleasure. So opening ourselves up to greater amounts of higher frequency energy in the body. So it really starts to bring ourselves into the focus towards positivity, towards more uplifting energy that is beneficial to not just our own self-talk, right? We catch ourselves out of the negative self-talk, self-criticism and all that kind of stuff. But it brings us into a higher state of energy that is healing for the body and for the psyche. And I've actually um, wanted to share a, an interview that I saw on Marie Forleo. So I'm going to mention to you so anyone can go and watch it because it gives a lot of information on why being in these uplifted states is good for our body and for our brain. And it's an interview with Rick Hansen that Marie Forleo did called How to Build Unshakable Inner Strength Using Neuroscience. So you guys can all go check it out. I found it really interesting and I 
actually looked it up today because I wanted to post it in my group. So yeah. it gives a good explanation on why it's so beneficial to bring in a lot more of that um, high uplifting energy into our body and into our brain. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you said, and we've experienced that through our own personal development, through our coaching uh, methodology and the practice that we were doing that. And then you mentioned that it's sexuality isn't just around sex. It actually opens up so many things within ourselves, how we relate yeah. to ourselves, how we relate to others. And is this what people actually discover when they start working with sexuality and sexual energy? Yeah. There's so much, right? <laughs> There's so much that comes up because sexuality is one of those realms, like, as I mentioned before, it can sometimes be that last frontier, especially for those of us who've done a lot of spiritual development, have been seeking for a long time. Sexuality always ends up being that last hush-hush place that we don't really touch upon until, okay, you know, this is the last thing left. We've got to go explore this. Yeah. And what we discover are a few things. So as we start to open ourselves up to these more uplifting, those more, these more pleasurable sensations in the body, the more openness, we discover all the areas where, um, all the reasons why we weren't open like that in the first place, right? So it does kind of open a can of worms, if you will. And it's an excellent opportunity for us to do the deeper healing around a realm that, has been so associated with guilt, with shame, with hush, hush, like we don't talk about it. And so, you know, this is one of the perfect opportunities to bring some of the stuff that we've got in our subconscious into consciousness so that we can actually work with it. And a lot of the stuff that we have in our subconscious tends to kind of, I always look at it as like, how, kind of pull the strings as a puppet and we don't even know sometimes. And this affects how we connect with other people. You know, how we react to certain situations. Sometimes we're not even aware. And so when we really start digging into our sexuality, that those like underlying bits and pieces, we start to realize and bring awareness and also bring love and compassion to those parts of us that often we, we have an inner battle around we don't even realize you know those parts that we kind of get annoyed with that we're like why can't my body do this or like why am i reacting this way when i really want to feel this pleasure or this whatever and so it really helps to connect deeper to those parts within us with compassion with love so that that actually translates into how we connect with other people and just life circumstances in general Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. That sounds so amazing. And <laughs> I'm assuming that, that, that what your clients also experience is pleasure isn't always about being happy all the time? Uh, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it comes with empowerment too, right? Yeah. So as we experience pleasure, as I said, it's a good uh, healing aspect. It also leads to a certain freedom in the body, right? So we're opening up in these areas that have been protected due to shame or due to our associations with it that have been, that have come from often from our childhood, from our upbringing, especially if we grew up in very religious families, we'll have associations with pleasure that are mm, a little bit funky. And so as we start to explore this, as we start to unravel and love those parts of us and start to just bring gentleness around the harshness or the stuckness around those pieces of pleasure, it leads to freedom and this sense of great expression. Like we start to become more expressed, allowing ourselves and feeling safe enough in our body to be fully expressed, which leads to a sense of empowerment 
And again, it's just that confidence translates, you become more magnetic. And then that, again, improves the connection with other people um, and with life circumstances. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And some of the other things that you, I'm assuming, come up with when dealing with sexuality could be some forms of trauma, which doesn't necessarily have to be real trauma that someone experienced, or it can be just related to what you were mentioning, these, this guilt, this shame that we have associated with, with sexuality. So how important is to understand trauma, particularly in, in, as coaches or, or therapists or people that work with other people? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I love to <clears throat> bring this idea up. I, I have worked, you know, we've all gone to the doctor or the dentist or whatever and encountered situations where they were not really listening to you, right? Like where you come in, you have a certain problem, you have a certain issue and you really feel like the compassion is not there mm-hmm. where they're not really listening. And what happens when that, when that occurs, the trust is broken, right? You feel like questioning, like, I'm not sure. Is it, you know, like, am I overreacting? Am I not right in this? And so it brings up a lot of tension. And when you meet someone that has the capacity to really listen, has the understanding of how those protective mechanisms or that anxiety or whatever's going on uh, in the nervous system is going on, it's so much easier to just, uh, to just relax and to hear them mm-hmm. and to trust them and to be in that space and to say, okay, they know they're listening to me. I can feel it. I can feel their presence with what's going on within me. I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to trust what they're, what they're telling me. And I'm going to like actually pay attention as opposed to, you know, for me, um, I, I have this weird thing where when I get, uh, when I go to the dentist and they put anesthetic for like a cavity or whatever, it doesn't work. So there's something in my, and it's hereditary. My father had the same thing. So it took me forever to find a dentist that would believe me. Yeah. Right. All the dentists, I would go in for a filling and I'd be like, yeah, I kind of need two or three shots for it to actually work. And they'd be like, oh no, you don't, you know, I do it properly. Or like, they just wouldn't listen. Yeah. And then it would, I would have pain and I would react and it would cause all these problems. And it'd be like such a situation that when I found a dentist that was like, Oh yes, I've heard of this before. Uh, people with um, who have some Irish blood in them, go figure. I don't know why. <laughs> I do have Irish blood. Yeah. But some of my it's part of my ancestry. They can have this reaction with with um, anesthetic, yeah. and he you know he knew how to care for me. He knew how to sit and say like, okay, she's nervous about this. She's totally right about it. I'm just going to listen to what she's saying make sure she feels safe. And I did not want to go to any other dentist after this, right? I'm like, he heard me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> like this thing is happening for real. And then I was able to enter into these really difficult situations that had created so much anxiety for me previously yeah. with more calm because I, I believed him, right? I was like, okay, he's listening. I believe you. I trust you. I will relax even though it's really hard for me to do so. Yeah. So it has a huge impact on how, again, we connect with our clients, how we connect with people in our care, which can include our children, which can, it just includes sort of the, the whole, um, I'm thinking in French, the penalty, the, like, the, <laughs> the whole range of who uh, or what you might connect with in our, in our lives and in our careers. Yeah. And it has such a, yeah, yeah. such an impact. Yeah. 
So it's basically around helping people who care for other people, whether they're therapists or coaches, or as you say, doctors, just understanding yeah. what the basic defensive mechanism, which is basically what trauma is. It's just a defensive mechanism that sometimes yeah. goes against actually ourselves. So it's just understanding why a certain person is reacting somewhere or, or um, why they have this pr particular reaction to certain situations. Absolutely. Yeah. And there are ways that we can invite and be curious to those scenarios as opposed to deciding in advance that this is sort of what's going on, right? So there are ways that we can approach um, people who may have trauma in their body in a gentle way, in a way that helps them feel safe to open up very gently, very gradually without force which increases that trust really and increases the ability for the transformations to be taking place, whether it's in sexuality or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that the reason that people like as care people who provide some type of care service, that the reason that they don't go into this place of curiosity is they, that there may be parts of themselves that are triggered by something or what does that mean that they have to also, as you say, work on themselves as well to feel more confident in themselves and from a more grounded place? Exactly. Yeah. So this is where it kind of brings it all back to the basic point that doing that level of sexual empowerment helps you to become more compassionate with those pieces inside. And I actually landed on a study today that um, shows that compassion can be uh, learned. Mm. So it's not something that we all carry. And I can even share kind of a very vulnerable story around that is that I remember a moment when I went to, I, I co-hosted a retreat in Hawaii in 2016. And I remember my, though the woman that I was co-hosting with, which was a dear friend at the time, with some of the other ladies in the group, they were talking about being compassionate. And I remember very specifically sitting there and being like, I understand compassion with my brain, yeah. but I don't know what it feels like. I couldn't understand what like I, I could hurt could hear them speaking about it, but I couldn't feel it. And you know, I've I've experienced quite a few traumatic events throughout my the first two decades of my life, <clears throat> and I was a very protective person for a lot of it. Mm. And it's really going into the depth of sexual empowerment and working with those deep underlying layers and protective mechanisms that helped me develop that compassion and it has to do with a particular area of the brain and so when we start to work with our sexuality we start to become especially with the the tantric um uh, methodology that i use and that we've both learned in leila martin's uh, tantric sex love and relationship certification mm -hmm. you carry it with love you become so much more compassionate with those parts of you that, as I said before, you might be in a fight with and you don't even know, right? You might be like, oh, this part of myself I find so annoying. When we increase our compassion inside of our bodies, we learn to increase that compassion for other people. Because it's the, the way that the, um, the study was described is that this part of the brain helps you differentiate between your own emotions and someone else's emotions. And that's what, where empathy comes into play, right? Often we will tend to, if we, we have difficulty with empathy, we'll have difficulty telling the difference between the two and we'll project our own emotions onto another person, yeah? So the study says that the part of the brain, as it gets developed, as we learn compassion, starts to tell the difference so that you become more empathic with the other person's experience. 
And so as healers, as coaches, as doctors, as mothers, it's so important to develop this part, right? Because this is where inclusivity will start to take place, mm -hmm. that depth of compassion. You're able to hold that space for other people to safely be in your space, which again, just up levels the connection by so much and it allows for a deeper transformation and you know the ripple effect out of what you've experienced your transmission becomes more powerful more caring more nurturing more loving yeah 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 and it's a shame because you know i said i think someone's listening from the side will think me as a i don't know doctor or a nurse or any type of therapist or healer working with sexual empowerment just doesn't make any sense to me you know because of these prejudices as you said that we have around sexuality and and everything yeah. But yeah. as you mentioned, it's actually, and we know through our own personal practices is that it's around accessing the most vulnerable parts of ourselves, actually, because the sexual part is the most open, the most vulnerable. It's the time when we connect deeply with, an, with another being. So Absolutely. logically, when you think about it, it actually makes perfect sense that you would yeah. work on that to develop these more deeper connections with other people. And as you say, as healers, be able to hold space for, for others. Yeah. For those challenging emotions, those yeah. like, oh, sometimes they can be icky, right? You get in there and you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> there's a lot going on. And it's just, I find it so funny that we've had this whole conversation and, you know, usually you, you come for sexual empowerment to have more fun in bed, which is totally a bonus, right? Like we haven't even talked about that part, which is the, the great element of it. This is like the, the way that we go through it. It's not just grueling and difficult and like, oh my God, and like everything comes apart. The bonus is that it's fun to do, right? Like it's, it's a fun exploration. Um, and leads to freedom as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fun part of ourselves that we've unfortunately submitted into this shame and guilt for without any really reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the key messages around what, what you focus on is trauma awareness as well as sexual empowerment for people who do type, some type of healing or caretaking activities. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I believe in trauma awareness. Now I just have to full disclosure. I'm not a trauma expert. I'm trauma aware. We've been uh, taught to be trauma aware. Um, and I use, I've, I've been learning from great teachers as excellent teachers out there around trauma awareness. Uh, Rachel Maddox, I'm collaborating with Shelby Lee, who was one of our mentors during the SLRC that we, where we learned. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of information out there to increase our awareness of how to hold space with people with trauma, how to know when to refer them when it's not, when you're not a trauma expert, I'm not a trauma expert. So it does happen that I will encounter a client and I'll have to refer because it's not my expertise. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, overall, it's just what a beautiful thing, right? What a beautiful, <laughs> expansive experience. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Super. So we're coming close to the end of the interview. Is there anything else on this topic that you would like to add and share with the people that are watching or listening? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely just want to share that. I've, I've been someone who has searched for a long time, right? I was on the search, personal development for more than 20 years. I started meditating when I was 15 and with all of the stuckness, I was a very fearful person for most of my 20s. And it's really this work that has made all of the difference for me. I have found that it's made me a better person. As I mentioned, I couldn't even understand compassion. And it's not even that long ago, very egocentric because I was protective. And now I'm understanding what that means to be protective. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me, but it does make connection more difficult, right? It really does. And I'm really seeing the difference between 
how the impact is happening in my clients now that I've done this work, what's happening with them and their clients as they're doing this work. It really has a huge impact on our capacity to love each other as humanity and to, you know, grow this sense of compassion beyond just our little lives. Because the world needs it right now, right? We really need this depth of empathy and compassion beyond just what we're seeing around us on our desk in our in our own little businesses it requires a bigger greater heart to bring everything into play and so i feel that this is one of the really powerful paths that people can take to um to both give and receive from the amazing deliciousness that this work brings yeah, yeah beautiful so for anyone who's interested what type of programs are you currently offering or working on offering yeah, well, thank you for asking this question. I'm actually collaborating with Shelby Lee, who is a trauma expert, and I am teaching women how to become sensuality guides. So women who are coaches, who have already done their coaching, they've already had a certain level of experience with clients, who want to start moving beyond just the speaking aspect of coaching and want to start bringing women more into their sensuality, into their body. The way that we do this is by um, bringing them into their sexual empowerment. So they do a depth of work in their own sexuality in that way that they can become more able to hold sensual space for women, as well as become more trauma aware, which is where Shelby comes into play. And we begin on February 1st. So I don't know if this interview will have aired after that or not, but this is the kind of thing that I'm doing right now. And it's called uh, Sexy, Sensual, and of Service. Beautiful. Oh, such an amazing title. And <laughs> where can people look you up? What's your website or um, Instagram or where is it that they can find you? Yeah. Um, my website is thesensualrevolution.com. Someone else has the address sensualrevolution.com. It's totally not me. You have to put that in front of it and you'll see my face, my image. on. You'll know the difference between the two. It's starting to get a little complicated, but thesensualrevolution.com is where you can find me. And I also have a Facebook group called Sexy Free and Making Shit Happen on Facebook. And I just love that community. I'm putting a lot of energy into that this year. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, so amazing. Wishing you all the best in this very important and wonderful work that you're doing. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sarah. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>